Welcome back to the Miserable and Reckless Podcast. It's your favorite new podcast for all things sports and Southern culture. Welcome back. How's everybody doing today? Peachy. Peachy. <laughs> Better that he's not walking the dog anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, the baby is acting calm and normal, which is nice. And I got two naps today. So. Hey, there you go. All right, Angle, do you want to uh, kind of give the rundown again, since as it is only episode two, you give the rundown on what this whole thing is all about. <laughs> so um, everyone has a group chain that they kind of love and hate or a group text that they kind of love and hate. And this podcast seems to be an extension of that. So all four of us went to school in North Carolina, three of us in Wilmington, Logan and Raleigh. And uh, we've grown to kind of love bantering with each other about sports, music, culture, food, anything Southern really. Um, while we're not exclusively interested in Southern teams, music, or food, we do genuinely love the South sports and all. And we wanted to share those interests with y'all. All right. Good deal. All right. Like I said, it is only episode two. So everybody give uh, a brief intro into who you are and take it away. It goes to go with uh, the guy. It looks like he's sitting at Wallace Wade stadium right now in Durham. <laughs> I'm there in my <laughs> mind. Uh, Dustin, Duke fan of, all, all things Duke, all sports Duke. Uh, also support the Redskins, um, if we can so call them that. Uh, the Orioles and the Caps. And uh, as I said last time, two country for the city, two city for the country. Um, new dad. So, you know, kind of figuring it out and, you know, putting it out here on this podcast with my friends. All right, good deal. And then, Morgan, what about you? Uh, let's see here. Uh, big, big Virginia Tech fan, uh, Redskins fan as well. As, I don't know if we still call him that, like Dustin said, but you know, I guess we can if we want to. Um, big uh, Red Sox fan as well. Thanks to my buddy Angle over there, and also like to follow extreme sports sometimes with skateboarding and snow, a little bit of snowboarding sometimes, and really big into punk rock and grunge. All right. Say angle. Uh, Carolina apologist all the way across the board. Um, NASCAR ambassador. Love all things racing, competition. Um, super into music as well. Um, like to travel off the beaten path and kind of try and find new places as long as they're not too far off the beaten path. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, just excited to do this. Heck yeah. So, yeah, I'm Logan, a uh, big NC State guy, uh, all things Wolfpack and all the misery that's involved with that. Also, I'm a Redskins fan, as I'm wearing my old-school Clinton Portis jersey at the moment. Oof, and, bad choice. <laughs> and uh, big Texas Red Dirt music guy because sad songs make me happy. But, uh, all right, so let's jump into uh, what have you guys been up to this weekend? Anything interesting you've been watching, things you've been doing? Shoot, for me, this has been a crazy weekend. There's so many different things that are going on this weekend. It seems like in March when we were all mourning college basketball and kind of trying to figure out if sports were going to continue or not, and now it's just a glut of them. I mean, for me personally this weekend, there's a uh, two back-to-back races at Dover today and yesterday. For the two uh, series there, there's the Indy 500, which is a huge race for those that are into it. There's the NHL playoffs. There's the NBA playoffs. Golf's about to, to work its way into, the, into mm-hmm. some of the majors and the end of the year. And then um, I guess there's baseball, too, if we're, you know, caring about that. Well, 
great great thing about baseball is that a workman just got traded to the Phillies, and his first uh, first night with the Phillies, he blew the game. Sounds about <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> All right, Morgan, what have you been up to this weekend? What's that? What have you been up to this weekend? Uh, let's see here. Packing up the apartment for our move out to the great living of Holly Springs, where everything is so much better. Right next to the peak of Apex, you know. Peak of good living. I used to live in Apex. <laughs> couldn't afford to live in the peak of Apex. They're they're fancy there. <laughs> um, let's see here. Watching, you know, not really watching it on TV because Blue's Clues has mainly been on TV for the most most of the part. So I watch my sports on trusty phone here, where it's interesting. You see a basketball go back and forth for an imaginary hoop. It's uh. Makes makes it uh, interesting. Morgan went from a fifty inch to uh, TV to a seven inch phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what having kids does for you. <laughs> this could be yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dustin. I uh, sounds like you had probably a pretty busy weekend. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, well, not sports related, but my daughter met her grandparents this weekend, which awesome. are which, for the record, are. Uh, Logan and my parents, because we're brothers. Um, but yeah, they came up on Friday, um, got here in the you know early evening, and you know basically just hung out with them and and their granddaughter all weekend. So was that the first visit? Yeah, yeah. With coronavirus, you know, we haven't we've been slow to introduce her to people. But um, that said, you know, we're about to choose five weeks. So we're starting to get a little more, uh, you know, a little more comfortable, I guess, and just comfortable with what we're doing. So uh, parents came. It was great. It's good to have them here. Um, first time in like 10 years they've been up here, I think. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Emerson did great. She was, she was a real champ. And Jenny and I got to leave for like an hour and be childless. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part right there. <laughs> Let you long for the old days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> At times. You're like, wait a minute, I don't I don't hear a child screaming. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, to piggyback off of what Dustin said, uh so I since mom and dad were out of town, I had to come back home to our hometown and run what I like to call the Deberry Dog Retirement Home. Cause <laughs> they have probably like three to four dogs in the house and they're all old. They all require tons of medicine twice a day, eye drops for the blind one. So my weekend has been consisted around uh, the, the retired animals at the D-Berry household. So, That's an interesting yeah. room you're in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, the, is, uh, well the, one, the one that needs the eye drops apparently is really interested in meeting uh, Emerson because every time she's we're on, like, FaceTime, she's, like, putting her face in the camera being like, where's that kid? <laughs> <laughs> She can't see anything, but she sure can hear it. She <laughs> <You> can hear. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so good deal. Um, let's move right along to when it comes to, let's do a little bit of a brief update on the main two topics from last week, kind of update where those stories have been. We talked about first NCAA football, will it happen? Any things went along with that? You know, as of now, looks like Big Ten still probably isn't playing. A lot of uh, drama surrounding their uh, commissioner, especially considering that his son is – uh, currently set to be playing for Mississippi State in the SEC, but yet he's advocating a full shutdown of the Big Ten. So interesting how uh, how that works out. But you know, then 
I mean, I I still think Big Ten doesn't play. I'm unsure about the rest, yeah. but unfortunately, Jim Harbaugh will not be winning against Ohio <laughs> State this year. <laughs> it doesn't matter if they were playing or not. He wasn't going to be winning regardless. <laughs> shots taken. Shots taken. <laughs> well, uh, what's interesting uh, about that is uh, Michigan. I forget the guy's name, but Marty Smith's had a couple of uh, yeah. people on his podcast recently from the Michigan like family, and one of one one of their former All Americans is a doctor now, and his son is currently on Michigan's team, and he's one been one of the biggest advocates for like they can play a season safely, they can mitigate the risk, and he's actually been um, according to his son who recently came on Marty's podcast. Uh, this the the worries that they're having over the heart issue are in his opinion unfounded he thought the data wasn't um it wasn't you know it was too soon to make those judgments based off of what his reading of it and so there's a lot of upset parents um rightfully so um they kind of feel like there's only so much they can do and then the other side of it is if they do play in the spring it sounded like a lot of players don't or not want to do that and, you know, then you got to think about, can you play 20, 25 games in one year as a college football player? Where are they going to play, too? Think yeah. about most of those stadiums are going to be full of snow. Yeah. Well, to be quite frank, I think that the whole idea that there's going to be a spring football season is complete BS. I think that's just uh, the proverbial kick in the can down the road to try to yep. push back again. Like, if they say we're going to wait to play in the spring, 2020 football season just isn't going to happen. No. We just need to – it's either play in the fall or not play at all. And I mean that's and that just presents a whole lot of issues. Like like you said, I mean it's a short turnaround from spring football to fall football of twenty one. It's like football that, takes a lot more of a grind on your body than like you know basketball or baseball does. I just I don't think it's doable, and I don't think it will happen. Well, not to mention you have the combine that goes on what in March, late exactly. late February. So what does that what does that what does that mean for that the kids that are supposed to go in the draft this year what if there's a football game that weekend that they mm-hmm. have to play what if, they get, what if they get injured the week before in a game that should not have been happening at the in mid-february early march and then their career is either over or they have to extend it yeah you know, exactly. and it's like 12, 13, 12 13 months because of a an acl tear although sure. granted you sign up for that when you play regardless of when but it's like Joe Burrow said, too, that if this had happened one year earlier and they had canceled the season at LSU, he would be lining up right now trying to find an insurance sales gig somewhere in Ohio yep. instead of being the number one overall pick of the NFL draft. It, oh, it affects a lot of affects a lot of kids' futures. I, I think the Trevor Lawrence made a good point of, you know, with uh, – the areas in which some of these kids live with the lack of healthcare, um, like quality healthcare being able to be provided, they're safer and better off with the, um, the infrastructure of college football, with the medical facilities they have and, and the, you know, the finances they have to be able to take care of the kids. But you guys want to talk about uh, the ACC at all, kind of the way that Notre Dame and, and North Carolina, it seems like are um, bubbling up their, their students. So they're keeping them basically uh, for those that don't know, they're keeping them on campus. Um, they're allowing them to go to online classes. It basically allows for the parents to uh, provide tuition. Uh, so the money keeps the university afloat. And uh, in theory, you would be allowed to have the football teams be separate um, and be bubbled kind of under their own dorms or under their own uh, situations. So potentially there's a little bit less of the coronavirus numbers that might be going around. I mean, 
I wonder if the Big Ten kind of looks at that for a month and then uh, the way that they're doing this in the SEC and certainly in the ACC and it says, oh, well, maybe we can pull this off with like a six-game season or something like that and kind of yeah. drags their feet a little bit further down. But I think, I think that's Big a good idea, actually, because um, I believe NC State's probably going to end up moving to that too because they just canceled in-person classes as starting yep. tomorrow. They're going to all online. So I, I think that, that we're going to see a lot of move towards that, that uh, system. There's a conspiracy theory that they're just bubbling the classes anyways to uh, make sure that the, that the student athletes can play football. But I guess at Carolina, you know, you, you didn't have to tell the athletes that the classes oh. were canceled since they weren't going anyways. If you don't have to show your face on the, uh, on the, on the webcam or whatever for these online classes for UNC, then they got to make – I mean, if Major League Baseball needs some money, what they can do is just come up with those cardboard cutouts to sit in front of the cameras for the Carolina football players. And <laughs> meanwhile, a kid from the meanwhile a kid from the math department's doing all their classes. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> all right, yeah. So last time we we went in to talk a little bit about the Bruins Canes uh, series in the NHL playoffs. Update on that: Bruins one for one. So next topic. But, uh, <laughs> but no, nah, Angle, if you want to talk a little bit about that series, you have at it. Your, your team won. Well, uh, I must be honest with – I was honest with these guys, but I, apparently I missed the turning point of the whole series. I, I uh, Game four wasn't, wasn't going so well for the Bruins, and I figured, all right, well, maybe they'll, maybe they'll let this one slide and, and, and you know, it'll – it'll be a 2-2 series and we'll figure it out. Like we talked about last week. Hey, if you guys can steal a game, it's a brand new series, right? So I went for a walk. The, I believe the Canes were up, what, three goals? Three, three to nothing? They were and, up 2-0. Uh, uh, and, and the Bruins scored four goals in four minutes and 14 seconds. Yeah. And, of course, I, I come back and I'm checking my phone after I get back in and I'm like, oh, well, that was the backbreaker period. Uh, we don't need to uh, spend too much more time on it, but it just seemed like uh, the, the well, Hurricanes – he up. let one, you know, he let one mistake happen, and after that, he just second guessed himself the rest of the game. It didn't. I, I had a couple other notes here. I mean, it didn't help that the Bruins got pasta back, pasta not. No. Had um, he been in the entire series, who knows? But my my love hate relationship with Jake uh, DeBrusque uh, <laughs> swung towards swung towards the love side. Uh, he had two points again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He finally woke up. So Bergeron was steady. Um, that said, uh, the Bruins play tonight against the Lightning. I'm not sure we'll be talking about hockey next week. I, I <laughs> for the Lightning, or the Lightning, or you can't score on them. Period. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can hold our own. But I'm just not sure that uh, now that we've beaten the Hurricanes, I think that's about as far as we'll go. I would love, I would love for us to win the series. I think we have the capability to do so, but I just don't see them beating the Lightning. I'll be honest. <laughs> One, one funny thing that uh, happened after uh, – I can't remember if it was game three or game four, but former UNC quarterback Mark Quise Williams uh, tweeted, they don't want us to be good. And uh, then Joe Ovi's a local uh, Raleigh sports radio personality, quote tweeted him and said, welcome to the Raleigh sports conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, like, again, yeah, next topic. Uh, we're, we're going <laughs> – we're going along into uh, continue with the sports theme for the moment. 
Uh, let's talk about what our favorite Major League Baseball stadiums are, any ones that you've been to and which ones you think were the best. And admittedly, I'll go first on this because my limit uh, – I'm very limited in my MLB stadium experience. I've only been to one. It's Camden Yards, incredibly beautiful uh, ballpark <laughs> and a lot of fun. And that's about what, all I can speak on that. So you guys take it away. Morgan. Uh, I've, I've got to say, most people probably think I would go Fenway on this one, but AT&T Park out in San Francisco is by far the best ballpark I think I've been to. Just the, the atmosphere, the, the views from, you know, the ballpark out, out over the bay is amazing. If you're sitting there for an evening game with the sun coming down throughout the game, it's pretty, pretty spot on. Apparently there's a bar out in what? right field or something in the scoreboard yes. is that is that real um i don't know he, i know he doesn't <laughs> remember <laughs> he may have been there <laughs> he was there getting his craft brews uh two at a time so, and he just doesn't remember <laughs> so we, me and crystal were about double vodkas about three of them deep towards the end of the game so that was pretty good the tour we took was pretty sweet though they have a hidden room that says, if I'm correct, on the door to go in there, it's like waterworks or something. Like you would think it's just a control room. And you have to know somebody to get in there or have credentials to get in there. And it's a kind of speakeasy, little tiny bar, a pool table, a little bar, a um, few chairs. It's kind of cool. If you can go do the tour and they can take you through there, it's uh, pretty, pretty sweet. I wonder if that's the place I was thinking of. That might be what you're thinking of. Because it's hidden. It's just on um, going through one of the concourses, and it's just a random door that just says, like, you know, control room or something. So you've been to a decent amount. What are your other yeah. out your I, top five? Top five, um, Houston was actually, believe it or not, Houston's ballpark was kind of fun. I like that one. Fenway Park's definitely in the top five. I haven't been to Wrigley yet, which if I had, that would be in my top five. I already know that. <laughs> you can't make that judgment if you haven't been there, Morgan. No. I, well. <laughs> um, I had fun in uh, L.A. Dodgers. It was oh, pretty yeah. cool going there, just seeing that iconic ballpark. And just seeing you get uh, down views of downtown L.A. while you're sitting there. It's pretty nice. Didn't you get to go out on the field? Didn't y'all go, like, go out on the field? We, the yeah, after the, after the end of that game, they had a fireworks display going on. You weren't allowed to touch the, the dirt, though. <laughs> they, made, they made very, very sure of that. That uh, No, you can't. Don't, don't go anywhere near the dirt. You can sit on the grass, and that is it. Let me guess. Ryan went home with a pocket full of dirt. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't deny, I can't say one or the other on that. That's our friend Ryan, not me. Confirm <laughs> nor deny that. I actually fell asleep during the, uh, the fireworks display out there in left field at uh, Dodger Stadium. It was kind of cool. <laughs> Typical Morgan. <laughs> Taking my 15-minute nap, and I'm good. <laughs> other than that, let's see here. Um, Houston, was it L.A.? San Francisco, Cincinnati was the, – the, the chili there was pretty good. And the barbecue, obviously, at Kansas City was amazing. Tailgate, too. Yeah, tailgate was pretty good, too. I don't know what happened there, but tailgate was pretty good. 
Next topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What about you, Angle? You've been to quite a few as well, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, for those that don't know, uh, our buddy Ryan um, works in, in baseball, and, and his goal was to kind of have some guys trips and go to all the stadiums. So he's made it, I think, to all of yep. I know he's. I know he's made it to all of them at this point. I was, I was there for him at his Oakland trip for his final ballpark. Made Oakland his final ballpark. That makes sense. <laughs> that Stadium. place, back to my, if you want to make a top five least to go to, Oakland's number one. <laughs> <laughs> so we've 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 done a few together, and then I've done, I guess, a few of my own. Um, uh, for me, it's got to be Wrigley. We had a great trip to Chicago um, a couple of years ago. Apparently, six years ago today, based on what Facebook told me, and uh, or six years ago this weekend, I should say. So Wrigley for me was number one. Um, Fenway's. Two, I think, just because of the history, it's just it's got to be there. Um, I haven't been to AT and T, so I'll put PNC in Pittsburgh, number three. Not really going out on a huge. I heard that's a good one. You've told me multiple times how good the ballpark. I think you and Christ together. When we were, I was there for my birthday last year, and and one of the guys on the Pirates hit a ball into the river. That was pretty sweet. So I put that third. Um, I like Kansas City actually. Because um, I got a, first of all, it was, I didn't have a ticket. I went up to the stadium and I literally like at like an ATM machine kind of thing, bought a ticket. I think I legitimately think it was $9 and I must've been like six or seven rows off third base. Yeah. Um, I love the fountains out in center field. Uh, and it was just a real enjoyable experience to just kind of catch the game at a leisurely pace. And the tailgating is on point. They're right in the same stadium as the chiefs or sorry, the same parking lot as the chiefs. Nice so people. you can, yeah. yeah. Uh, fifth, probably should have done better research or how to. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do my my top five very well with actually saying them. So, I I know everyone likes Canyon Yards. I just can't put it in my top five because I grew up in the DC area and I feel like it's just a normal experience. Um, but I could see why people do like it. So for my fifth, uh, Miami. <clears throat> I, Miami, I can't, I can't say, I mean, sure. Why not? I guess I like the pool aspect. Obviously nobody's ever in it. There's a pool out in center field. There's a bar out there. If I remember correctly, when I was in Miami, the last time I was there, we were watching the Oregon college football game at the bar while the Marlins were playing on the field. So and with, the, with the lack of fan attendance, it probably made you feel at home. Like you were at a Carolina football game. How dare you? How dare you? Well, they do Miami, have, they Miami do is have certainly the most unique. I mean, yeah. like the Cle- the fake Clevelander out in uh, like left field, the like lava volcano that goes off when there's a home run. All the they have a concourse yeah. full of bobbleheads in a yep. case of like every team <laughs> in baseball, and it's just bobblehead after bobblehead. It's I bet a, I bet Rhino got hey. lost in that one. He did. <laughs> he was a he was a fan. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Center field, they have like these like leather couch like seats that you can sit in, and of course, like you said, no fans there. So we just sat down in those for a little bit. Yeah. I'll put I'll put Miami up there actually, just for the experience of being down there. Why not? Look, now, now that you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> to your point, Morgan, about the stadium, the the one this will probably surprise people. The one that I really wish I went to is Yankee Stadium. 
Yeah. I, I never made it. I never made it to the original, and it would have been cool heard, to go there. I heard and the new one is kind of just a joke. I think I. I don't think I can afford the new one. So. No, I don't think anybody can. <laughs> Not unless you get those seats that are uh, you have an obstructive view and they're at a discount. I believe there's like a column in the way of some of the seats on oh, no, one side there of the ballpark. Yeah. They also have they also have a pair. There's a pair of seats. If I saw the picture correctly, where you see you can only see half the field, and they have flat screens the size of Michael Scott's from the department <laughs> up on up against, against the wall going up the ballpark. And if the if it's a sunny day, you can't see crap on the on the TV screen. So it's useless. That sounds like something Dan Snyder would do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like cover up seats and, and open up a, a standing room only? Or oh, yeah. the fact that the Redskins had the st- – not only standing room, but they had obstructed view. I don't want to go yeah. down the Redskins rabbit hole. No. Like, that is a very Dan Snyder thing to do. It'd be like, oh, you can see the grass, but that's it. <laughs> Dude, he, he sold expired peanuts. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Dustin. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, looked at it earlier. I've been to 16 of them, so just over half of the ballparks. Um, top five, I, I, you know, Wrigley is number one. It's just got to be. And Wrigley's that way in part because it's historic and it's awesome. And if you go, go sit in the bleachers out there. It's, you know, you sit with the bleacher bums where they hoist the W. And like when they win and they all like they're cheering and, and singing for the Cubs and like that's the best experience of any be ball fair, I've been in. To be fair, we went during the last year that the original bleachers were there. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. True. But I can't imagine the experience has changed. No. And uh and then, you know, Wrigleyville, like I know it's not technically part of the stadium, but it's an extension and you've got so much just I mean between all the bars around it and all that, like they have concerts sometimes after the game, like it's just a cool experience. Um, so if you're going to pick a ballpark to go to, you need to get a regular field. Um, I think Fenway second. I mean, it's, it's such a historic, cool place. Um, was it built in like 1917, right? Something like that. 19, yeah. Open 1912, right around when the Titanic sank. Yep. And I've, I've sat all over the stadium. I think I've been like four games there and, um, it's awesome. They have great tours. If you like do the batting practice tour, you yeah. can go, you will, are on the green monster when they're taking batting practice. And so they hit home runs up there. And so like you're up there while balls are flying onto the green monster. So it's just a cool, it's also like a cool little area, not to the extent that Wrigley field um, is, but it's awesome. I'd put Cannon Yards at number three. Um, you know, didn't grow up going to it, but have been to it a lot in the past, like, 10, 12 years. And uh, it's a great ballpark. It's a ballpark that forever changed baseball. I have a shirt that says that. Um, that's, <laughs> it, how you, uh, that's how you know it's true. Yeah. On a T-shirt. <laughs> well, they, when it's on a T-shirt, it's true. Um, it did in the sense – like, they did change how they design ballparks. And, like, yeah. the warehouse is one of the most unique features in all of baseball. Yeah. And they have a cool around the – if you go to a weekend game, you know, there's a cool experience right around that stadium too with Pickle oh, yeah. and all of the, like, places around there. PNC, number four. Pittsburgh, you know, like, they they did a good job. I mean, when you're sitting in that ballpark, you know you're in Pittsburgh. You've got the bridges and the skyline <clears throat> and the river. 
in every seat in the house, basically, you can see it. It's incredible. They did such a good job with that stadium, and it's a sneaky good one that no one would pick. But once someone's been, they always talk about how good it is. Cheap, too. Yeah, yeah. And the fans are super nice because they're losers. So, like, <laughs> you know, all, all Pittsburgh sports teams are jerks because they're good. But they're so bad at, at the Pirates that they're all nice. So, um, and then uh, fifth, I think I'd probably just go Coors Field. That's super unique and yeah, fun, too. that was fun. And, and yeah, we, we were all there a couple years ago. And I, Who was that, Colorado? Yeah. Yeah. I think we were there. I think we were. <laughs> Oregon has a habit of not remembering these things. Uh, some and now of, I, don't, uh, I don't think half the people who are at that ballpark remember being there. So, <laughs> fair. I know that fair, the buddy – legal uh, things out in Colorado that may not be legal other there, places. There is a there is a, a grand slam that nobody remembered seeing happen. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> well, I know I had to walk our uh, one buddy home because he was just he couldn't handle it anymore. So Ooh. it was at, it was after the game, but we we I took him straight home. <laughs> Which one? Who was that? It was. We're gross. not naming names. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was not me. And so anyway, it was that's just a unique. It's it's also a cool little area around the ballpark. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool bars. I mean, you are you know you're in Denver, and you know you're in Colorado when you're in that stadium. So it's a, it's a fun ballpark. Which you know I, I did an add on here, my least favorite ballpark so far. Um, and I haven't been to Oakland, and I always heard of this terrible. And I know when I go, I'll agree. But Nats Park to me is the worst, not because it's oh. a bad stadium. Oh. You took a U-turn. I thought yeah. for sure I knew where you were going. No, it's not because it's a bad stadium. It's because Washington, D.C. is one of the most unique cities in the world, and I don't feel like they incorporated enough of that into the stadium. No, they did a horrible job with that ballpark. And I've always been disappointed in that. It's a, The ballpark itself is fine, but you can drop that ballpark in Nashville when it's the same ballpark, and that's a shame. So that's the worst ballpark I've been to. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how about worst ballpark city? St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. That's lines, lines everywhere. <laughs> if we're looking to pick a fight, I'm, I'll have it over St. Louis because it's there's lines and just terribleness like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so to recap, shots fired at Pennsylvania, specifically Pittsburgh, and shots fired at Missouri. <laughs> just keeping a track, keep a track here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A little All bit right. of controversy for y'all today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Morgan. I was going to say, I'll say they're not good enough fans to keep a football team. Well, <laughs> crying out loud, this whole best fans in baseball thing that we heard shoved down our throats the entire time we were there is just not true. It's just, yeah. come on, get out of here. For Kansas City to be so awesome, St. Louis is the exact opposite. Yeah. It is, it is one of the worst cities, like just as a, as a town that I've been to. The ballpark's not terrible, but the fans were kind of jerks. And for, every, for every Chicago, there's a St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chicago's the best city in America. St. Louis is maybe the worst. Got to be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, as we like to say, we're not just all sports. So, we have another uh, fun topic, especially. I think it would be fun for me because, weirdly enough, I'm a nerd about uh, – fast food restaurants and some of their history. So we have a, uh, we want to talk about what is the best fast food fried chicken at a fast food restaurant. 
So, I mean, if you want to start it off, Angle, go ahead. What's your opinion on that? Well, let's set some parameters, right? So what, what counts as fast food? And are we looking at chicken? Are we looking at chicken strips? Are we looking at chicken and sides? Like how, how focused do you guys want to go with this? I think for it to be considered fast food, it at least has to have a drive-through. So it can't be like yeah. fast casual kind of thing. It has to at least have a drive-through. All right. So what you got the, you got the ones that we kind of had on the list, right? Bojangles, Popeye's, KFC, Raising Cane's with the chicken strips, Hardee's, Church's Chicken, Cookout. Zaxby's. Zaxby's. <laughs> I, of course, tried to add in Wawa or Sheets, but I'm not sure that they qualify. I'm not no, even sure. they're out. It's they, a gas they, station. they are not part. <laughs> that's a gas station and no. It's top tier gas station food, but at the end of the day, it's still that's that's the caveat there. It's a gas station, <laughs> and and Sheets is the one that does the like chicken strips, and the chicken strips are just dropped in like they're probably frozen. They're not like battered there or anything. So no, they're out. <laughs> well, Wawa is better than Sheets anyway. So <laughs> for me, I'm I'm going cookout. I know that the that the favorite. Look, if you're tailgating in the South, it's Bojangles. We know that. Saturday, wake up, go to Bojangles, period, end of story. Bring your Bojangles back, sit in front of the couch, or go to your tailgate and, and, and you watch football all day, period. It's a great day. It's a great way to live. However, nothing really hits the spot for me like cookout. I actually had to Google the menu earlier because I don't remember going there very often. It, they got the plethora of options. They got the plethora of sauces. You got your Polynesian, your barbecue, your ranch. For me, if, if we're going fried chicken, that's 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 where I'm at. Although I'd like to, I'll, I'll give a caveat at the end. There's a there's a, a side place that we used to go back to in college that I still think has the best fried chicken and the best uh, options ever. But I'll let you guys go go through this first. Cookout for me for that. There you got one cookout. All right, Morgan. What about you? I'd have to agree with, with Angle on this one. Cookout is God. Great. Their options for the fried chicken, their chicken strips are probably one of my favorite. Um, I'm also a fan of obviously Bojangles, uh, Chick Fil A's chicken sandwich is probably one of my favorite. I like the um, the honey roasted barbecue sauce you can get from there as well. Does that mean solid choices, Dustin? All right. Well, I was thinking of this in terms of fried chicken, like. Fried chicken oh, that you oh. get, like a tailgate yeah. pack, you're going to go sit in, you know, outside of Carter Finley Stadium and what's going to be in the back of your truck. And I'm not saying specific to Carter Finley, just like in general. So <laughs> in that, you've got like, obviously in North Carolina, almost everybody does Bojangles. Of course. But there's, but there's Bojangles, Popeyes, churches, and like Hardee's that actually do real fried chicken and even Hardee's doesn't even really do it in most yeah. places. There's only like, there's only like 12 or 14 locations left that of Hardee's yeah. that still does fried chicken. One is in Matthews, Virginia, in case you're yeah. y'all are wondering, <laughs> but I don't know about the other 11, <laughs> but, um, so ultimately like you kind of working with three there, obviously people expect you to pick Bojangles, but I think Popeye's chicken is better. And and I think their red beans and rice is better than Bojangle sides. So if I'm if I'm going to go get like a tailgate pack, I'm gonna go yeah. get a Popeyes like bucket of chicken with a couple sides of like red beans and rice and some biscuits, and that's and maybe their fries, and that's what I would get. Bojangles is close second; they've got the best biscuits, 
but I don't think their chicken is as good. And then churches is good, but there's only so many of them, and people don't go grab that when they're going to a football game. I've never been to a churches, and my uh, one of my old apartments was literally it was the closest restaurant to me, and I just never went for some reason down in Wilmington. Yeah, the one off Market. I used yep. to go to that. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's pretty good. It's just not widely available. I only know of like two or three of them that in places that I've lived. So where's Bojangles is on every corner in North Carolina. Got that right. Well, Dustin, my response to that is in the immortal words of Mr. Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend, because Popeye's is good. I agree. (laughs) But this is a very North Carolina focused uh, podcast. So it will always be, if you're talking about in the realm of fried chicken for a tailgate, it's Bojangles and it's not even close. Because Bojangles, if you, if you talk about their, their fried chicken, if you want to expand it like the other guys did to the Cajun filet biscuit, which you add the egg and cheese on that, yep. you got the Supremes, oh, yeah. no one comes close. And Bojangles is available everywhere. Bojangles is just hands down the best when it comes to a, a tailgate scene. And, yeah, I, look. Everywhere in the south. Everywhere in the south it's available. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Bojangles is just top tier in that regard. The, uh, the other options are, are decent. KFC kind of sucks. It's, it's overrated. Popeye's is good. It's just not as good as Bojangles. Hardee's is decent, but Hardee's Ugh. has been like going downhill for the last 15 years. And it's just, it's kind of like if you can't, it's one of those things that if the, uh, the Bojangles on Western Boulevard is packed on game day and you're running late to the tailgate, you stop at Hardee's because you have to, but not because you want to. So <laughs> that's kind of where, where Hardee's is at the moment. But Plan B. Yeah, it's plan B <laughs> if you're running late. <laughs> but it's definitely Bojangles. Is like in, in my mind, hands Look, down. Bojangles has the best breakfast. Okay, I, we'll all agree on that. It's available all day long. It's the best breakfast. It's the best biscuits. It's yeah. not as good at chicken. It just it it's reminds just me it reminds me of when uh, me and uh, three of my friends were in DC. We had, and we were going to the uh, Orioles game the next night, and we were visiting you and Jenny and uh, my friend Chase. Uh, <laughs> after a long night in DC. He just got very silent and with his jaw just drops and doesn't say anything for like an hour until Jenny makes the comment that Popeye's is better than Bojangles. He immediately turns and goes, what'd you just say? No, no, it's Bojangles. I don't care what you say. It's Bojangles. He was mad. He was. He he didn't speak for like an hour (laughs) until you brought up that Popeye's was better than Bojangles and that just set set him off. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry he's got bad taste, but he's, you know, he's wrong. Popeye's has better chicken. <laughs> well, one fun thing I did want to bring up about Hardee's was because Hardee's, you know, was started in uh, Greenville is where the, per, uh, the uh, I think his name was Wilbur Hardy, that he started it. He put his first location in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, close to where we grew up. And funny enough, the, his business partners and him, he was a degenerate gambler. He lost his controlling shares in a drunken uh, poker game one night. And then the next morning when he woke up and found out that he lost the majority of his shares, he sold all of his shares. And then the company exploded. <laughs> he oh, wow. couldn't even reap the benefits of his own name uh, on the sign. <laughs> it's poor just, man. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Sounds like Sounds Michael like- Jordan, except for not as successful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's the Charles yeah. Barkley of fast food. <laughs> speaking about eggs and breakfast and, and mixing the eggs and breakfast with together with the fried chicken there was one place that we literally stumbled into in college there's one that i've ever known maybe 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 there's others that i just haven't experienced yet but there's one scotchman gas station they do not have a drive through but they yep. do have the full breakfast 
And for whatever reason, I don't know why, but it was always, it was walking distance at the end of the street that we always hung out on in college in Wilmington, right on Eastwood Road, headed towards Wrightsville Beach. And man, I'll tell you what, it, it was a badge of honor if you could stay up. It was 3.30 in the morning. You're like, I just got to make it to five. I just got to make it to five. You were doing anything, man. We were running around outside, trying to stay awake. You just, Morgan, you can't sleep here. You can't sleep here. Scotchman, <laughs> Don't, it's like it's like we're we're spurring each other on in a marathon or something. Come on, Morgan, you can do it. Just another hour and a half until you can stuff your face. And Here's we would another walk, beer. Drink another beer. We would walk down there, and they had fried chicken. You could get fried chicken. Their, their biscuits were good. The biscuit, it would come with gravy, and then you had the crispy potato uh, fries, like just just almost burnt. Now, and granted, you we are drunk at five o'clock in the morning, so sober at 7 a.m i uh, never had it it might so. just be stale gas station breakfast at that point <laughs> so, i don't want to attempt to kill my memory so it'll never happen <laughs> well what we can do is do a follow-up segment down the line of best gas station fried chicken and we can have that argument <laughs> man with the fried chicken and eggs it's uh, gravy i mean it's probably amazing I'm still here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you eat your vegan diet now. <laughs> happy wife, happy wife. <laughs> Smart man. Smart man. Yeah. So, all right. So that wraps up our fast food topic on best fast food fried chicken out there. Um, we have a new segment that we want to try out called uh, bless their heart where we kind of play on the uh actual meaning of that phrase but we actually said something nice about a local business so you guys take that away go ahead angle all right um so we, yeah basically i guess the idea behind the segment is to try and shout out something that would be uh maybe something that people haven't heard of or something that people could investigate and see that there's some good out there especially with uh, all the divisiveness recently just trying to have a feel-good moment maybe <laughs> <laughs> but uh i can't remember if it was morgan or dustin that told me about it first to be honest but there's a a, a coffee shop in wilmington where we went to school and it, it, it kind of has come about ever since uh we left town there but um got some notes on it here it's called biddy and bose uh it's a coffee shop and the rights are the people who run it they're the proud parents of four children um and the two youngest biddy and Bo, those are their names um they have down syndrome and so they opened their first shop, uh, Bose Coffee, originally in uh, January 2016. And basically, it was run by 19 employees with intellectual or developmental disabilities. And it still is, um, which is really cool because 80% yeah. of the people that have those types of disabilities are actually unemployed. So the idea was to show that um, those uh, people that have those types of disabilities um, can be valued and accepted and included as part of the community. And also just they're able to make their own way in the world um, and, and just be just be valued. So they eventually renamed it to Biddy and Bose as opposed to just Bose because Bo <laughs> wanted his sister's name to be on the sign as well. That was his birthday wish. And uh, they've opened what a second shop in 2018 in Charleston. In Annapolis. I thought it was Annapolis that they opened the second one. The second one is in, is in Charleston. Okay. And then they, I guess, based on their website um, is where I'm getting this from. They opened another one in Savannah. And then recently, you're right, in Annapolis. 
um, which I haven't been to yet. Annapolis is my old hometown. So I'd like to go out and see it once the COVID situation is over. But uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. I mean, you guys have, you guys have been like, what are your takeaways or. Um, just when you come in there, the atmosphere is just inviting to me. Um, just letting, you know, a lot of good, I don't know how to word it the best. Um, yeah, it's feel warmth when you come in there, um, up to getting a cup of coffee the entire time, I think. Yeah. I mean, people, I think most of us like spend our money somewhere where it's, you know, it's, we're not just spending money like to get the cup of coffee. We're spending money that it also is doing something else good. So, I mean, that place you're, it is, the atmosphere is great. They're doing something wonderful by employing yeah. folks and, and, and showing that they're valued and that they're, they are contributing <laughs> and that it is, you know, people shouldn't uh, think that they can't hire folks with disabilities. They should be able to in, encourage them to, to work and, and get the value in life that comes from working. And um, it's just a great place. It's, you know, if you're anywhere near those four towns, and even if you got to go a little out of your way, you know, you ought to go and pick something up. And, it's um, definitely worth, worth the stop. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So that's, I think that's a very, you know, heartwarming story. And it seems like a cool place. Next time I'm down there, I'm going to have to try it out. Cause I actually hadn't heard about it until you guys mentioned it. So I'm going to have to make a point to stop in there next time I get down that way. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's kind of going out of town. For when it's right off of, yeah, it's off of new center right next to the, I want to say it's the BMW. Yeah. Um, auto, auto lot right there in New Center. It's the uh, it's actually the the BMW that they uh, lot that they used for Eastbound and Down for Will Ferrell's character, <laughs> yeah. or whatever that's worth. <laughs> the yeah. key, he said he was like the Kia is a superior motor vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, every morning I have my coffee in my Fiddy and Bose mug, and it's just a little small reminder if my day's going bad or something like that that things could be a lot worse or there's people out there trying to make a positive change in the world so i don't know that's sappy but i appreciate <laughs> it every time i go in there oh yeah well good deal uh well i think that wraps up about the episode two of the miserable and reckless podcast i appreciate you guys taking the time and putting some thoughts together for all this yeah no worries hopefully we can get dustin a new background next time <laughs> oh, I have a new one and you'll love it just as much. <laughs> hey, I'd like to figure out how to, I can't get a background on mine. So yeah, I can't right now either. I got to figure that part out. Yeah. I've, I've been researching and apparently it, my device does not allow it. So yeah, I'm in the same boat on that. <laughs> just buy new devices. This is easy to fix. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up miserable and reckless episode two. We'll see you guys next time. All right. All right. Thanks.